Have you ever noticed that no matter how many times and how often you take iron and vitamin D, your doctor keeps telling you that they're low? Have you ever noticed that no matter how much and how often you take iron and vitamin D, your symptoms are still very present? Your fatigue, your bloating, your sleep problems... And while taking them seems like a good idea because they're low, you also aren't necessarily getting the results you want. If you haven't noticed these things, you are probably like myself, who's also noticed these things. In my past life, when before any functional medicine training and really just starting off on the journey of my health. And so I wanted to have a whole podcast episode on iron and vitamin D because I feel like they are the bane, or at least were the bane of my existence as far as feeling like it was the only thing my doctor talked about when it came to my blood markers and blood labs and what you can do about them, why they're low, what it actually means when these are slow, even after taking your supplements, how you can change that, and how you can also actually improve your symptoms instead of just taking something that isn't helping you. Are you guys ready to find out? Let's jump in. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clinics clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. All right, guys, as you may have heard in a lot of, like we've had a solid row of podcast episodes now, I have a new online course coming out. Uh, it's just second time coming out as, and we're accepting new students starting January 5th. It's called Blood Lab Bootcamp. And I'm talking today about more markers that your doctors commonly get on blood markers or blood labs because this is, it's important. It's something that we all have. And so I wanted to talk with you today a little bit about why these markers are low and then what you can do about it. And honestly, this is still just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to everything we dive into in Blood Lab Bootcamp. If you've thought about Allison, it feels like you've given everything away. Well, I haven't. There's still spreadsheets and hours worth of modules and videos and trainings and a live call. There is too much. I literally couldn't even give away all the value that is in Blood Lab Bootcamp just through podcasts. But I'm trying to invite y'all into really imagining and realizing that if you can listen to these podcast episodes and understand them at all, you can learn how to read your blood chemistry. <laughs> I'm like dorking out. And and just by the way, when I say blood chemistry, I mean like the 
the blood draw, the blood labs, or, you know, I'm call it blood labs, but there's lots of names you can give it. So we call it blood lab boot camp. You can get blood chemistry from a doctor and you can learn how to read it better. You can learn what markers are missing. If you don't know what I'm talking about there, go and listen to our podcast episode six reasons your doctor is reading your blood markers wrong or blood labs wrong. And you'll understand that they're possibly missing some of the most important markers to evaluate your health and evaluate what's going on. So definitely check out that episode if you have not heard it yet. And also just realize we are coming close to Blood Lab Bootcamp opening and being available for y'all to dive into for 2022, right after the holidays when we're all ready. You know, you're going to be joining a gym or setting new new holiday goals, new new um, new health goals, right? And I actually was super inspired by my friend Sophie, uh, who runs She Talks Health at, and you can go and follow her, but she talked about um, her health goals for 2022, and I was so inspired. So I just want to let you guys know that I'm going to be sharing my health goals for 2022 in the last podcast episode of the year where I'm actually also going to be sharing a surprise announcement. Okay, it's going to be like the Thursday after Thursday after Christmas, which is like right before the new year. So it's going to be a great time, great episode. Um, and I just want to say like health goals are a real thing and I'm a little distracted right now by talking about that. It's I know it's not about iron and vitamin D, but the big thing is is that kind of going back. It's it's blood lab boot camp and and thinking about what are the things. Not just saying I guess I'll go back to the gym and I'll do the things that I think are supposed to help me, but actually saying screw this, right? Health is supposed to be a state of ease, and the reason that I say that and the reason that I want you to realize that is because. When you, the opposite of health, right, is disease. And if you break down the word disease, it it goes dis-ease. There's just two little little Latin roots here, dis and ease. And so the, the state of being an unhealth is to be an at unease. And if you are having to try really hard in your health, that itself is a form of disease. It it is it is constant coping and it's and it's constantly trying to if I just try harder, if I just willpower my way more into it, all of our clients, all of them say once they have as they continue working with us, they have to try less and less hard in their health. And that is Everything from our cranial and visceral clients who work with us hands-on uh, in our office, they don't have to work as hard in their posture. They can sit up straighter and stand up without having to tell themselves, pull your muscles back and all this stuff because we actually find the root cause of their restrictions that's causing them to ha- like not sit up straight, which is everything from pericardial ligaments, that's your heart, or you know, m- mesenteric root restrictions. That's your small intestine. And that's affecting their low back and their neck and their diaphragm and all sorts of stuff. And so what they, you know, what our clients say is that after working with us, we have so well found the root cause of what's going on. They don't have to try hard. They don't have to 
like willpower their way out of sugar cravings, which are often caused by microbiome imbalances and the presence of candida and not breaking down your food well enough and nutrient deficiencies, like all sorts of stuff going on, food sensitivities. And we even have a client testimonial um, with our my client, Abby Herman, and we'll leave a link in the show notes. And her one of her top things she was struggling with when she started working with me was sugar cravings. This coming from a woman who runs ultra marathons. That is any race that is longer than a marathon, which is 26 miles. And so she was, she has willpower. That is not her problem. She runs a six figure business. Willpower is not her problem. Albeit, you know, we all have limited quantities of willpower, but do we really want to be using it? And do we really think we should need to be using it on things like sugar cravings? When we dealt with her food sensitivities in three days, her food, her sugar cravings were down 80%. I mean, just incredible. And so I told her, I was like, I'm not going to really plan to beat or pound you into doing the right thing right now, right? Like this is not about This is not about willpower and forcing yourself and I'm just going to woman up and go to the gym or, you know, go to my acupuncturist twice a a month or whatever it is. Um, Those could be good things and good goals. But actually, I want to invite you. I want to invite you and, and even imagine you, help you imagine a world where you don't have to try hard in your health. That that's actually not the baseline. The baseline is not... I'm going to go and tackle something because I'm a, I'm, I'm so weak and that's why I'm so sick. No, you're not sick because you're weak. You're sick because you're sick. Um, and, and there's other barriers and, and problems that are keeping you from your body naturally flowing in health. And so <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about iron and vitamin D and then we'll get back to blood lab boot camp a little bit, but okay. So the, the big, there's really five reasons that I wrote down why your iron and vitamin D are still low. So number one is nutrient malabsorption problems. And that is, again, I'm going to start right there. It might sound super basic. You're like, that makes sense. Um, I'm taking a supplement and I, there's a lot of processes to be able to properly absorb something. Um, For example, you need to have good stomach acid levels to absorb iron. If you have H. pylori, acid reflux, take antiacids, have problems you know, if you get bloating and all this stuff, you are much more likely to have low stomach acid. Therefore, you're not going to absorb iron. Iron then also is going, you're not absorbing it. So then it's going to potentially cause you to be constipated. Also not fun. Um, so nutrient malabsorption has less to do with the quality of the nutrient you're taking. It can can be impacted by the quality of the iron supplement you're taking or whatever, what have you. But it's really more about do you have the enzymes you need to absorb this food? Do you have fat presence that you need to, you know, absorb this food? Uh, do you have leaky gut? And so if you have low iron and vitamin D, it's possible that on top of that, you have leaky gut. And if your doctor doesn't even care or sends you to the gastroenterologist and they don't care and they don't do much about it or say they find something and they throw an antibiotic at it, but then they never actually help that gut lining to heal. It's not enough to kill something. You actually have to take specific steps to heal that wound, that gut lining. 
which will, if it's if it's not healed, you won't absorb nutrients the way you need to. So it's kind of like throwing money down the drain. And it's also time and effort to buy the supplements and take them every day and remember to take them. And then it's discouraging because you don't actually feel better taking them. That's not fun. Um, and so number one thing for both iron and vitamin D, why they're still low after taking supplements is just not absorbing what you're taking in. Um, and that is multifactorial. You want to figure that out. And there's actually a way that you can, there are ways that you can identify, is this a nutrient malabsorption problem? Is this potentially something else, which we're going to get into in the next four points, um, what the something else's could be for these. You can literally evaluate it in your blood chemistry with, because iron, for example, there's four major markers, another super learnable um panel that you can learn there's four major markers and depending on which ones are high and low can actually tell you some fascinating information and so but iron being low overall um could be nutrient malabsorption and and you just merely learn patterns in the blood chemistry which is what we teach you in blood lab boot camp so you're like oh cool it kind of looks like nutrient malabsorption let's dig into that further and then i teach you what labs would look into that further who can you talk to about this you know how much are those labs what will you expect um what did those teach you how are they different than what your doctor's doing all that amazing stuff um number two this is an iron specific reason why it's slow you have a pathogen point blank why is iron low if you have a pathogen? And by pathogen, I mean bacteria, yeast, fungus, mold. Um, I feel like I'm missing one. Parasite, any of these things in your body. And these are invisible. I don't, I'm not talking about like when I say parasite, sometimes someone's like, I don't have worms. I'm not talking about worms. Um, could be worms, but I'm, I'm really thinking about, you know, smaller things. Uh, they're, they're microscopic. Um, and for example, I had a parasite. That's actually the number one most common parasite for people with IBS to have. It's called blastocystis hominis. And I will have my assistant leave a link in the show notes for this, which is, I had two podcast episodes, one where I actually talked about, I have a parasite and I kind of talked about how I found it and all the symptoms I had and what I did to get rid of it. And then the second up, second episode, I think was like almost six months later, where I just gave an update, update on my parasite that I had. And so we will leave those links in the show note, show notes so that you can go and listen to it if you're like, wow. Like, I just think prior to that, literally when I did the test to see if I had a pathogen, I was like, I don't have any of these. I'm a super healthy person. I It's totally pride. Like, I was like, I don't have a parasite. This is ridiculous. And I totally, totally, totally did. Ugh. <laughs> it was really messing with me. But, but let's go back to iron because you got a parasite. Uh, you find out you do, or at least actually you're maybe suspicious you do because all the foods, you know, no matter how many foods you restrict in your diet, it still seems like you still feel like blah and gross when you eat food. That's a huge, huge sign. Um, that you your symptoms don't go away when you restrict gluten or you're on the low FODMAP. I mean, it's just like red flags everywhere. Um, I should do a red flag reel. Those are like popular right now, right? Um, red flag, if you restrict food and still have symptoms, that you have a pathogen. And so 
our body, one of the coping mechanisms it does when there's a pathogen is it tries to slow down the pathogen growing by restricting the nutrients it also needs. And coincidentally, pathogens also need iron to, uh, to multiply. And so the body will say, cool, I'll just hide all of our iron. And there's a specific pattern in your iron paddle panel you can look for that will very much correlate with an iron or with a pathogen and the and the iron hiding. And so some of your iron will be low, some of it will be high, and we kind of get into those specific markers in blood lab boot camp. But yeah, pathogens. If you do not get rid of that pathogen, I don't care how much iron you're taking, it's not going to get higher. Your body's going to kind of just poop it out and reject it and really won't care. Um, Another iron-specific marker uh, or another iron-specific reason it's still that your iron's low even after taking supplements is that your liver's overburdened. And the reason for this is that your liver actually produces a protein called transferrin that actually stores excess iron in your liver. And so we should really be able to manage our iron levels really well through the liver. And so if the liver is overburdened, if there's toxicity um, that the liver is dealing with due to, uh, again, actually pathogens are a huge way that the liver gets overburdened, toxins that could be in the air, that could be Uh, in the water you're drinking, heavy metals, uh, mold, all sorts of stuff that we see consistently with our clients and you will see in the blood work when you look at it. Um, When you look at your other panels like white blood cells and lymphocytes and neutrophils, when you look at those things, you'll see these correlations. Um, But if your liver is overburdened, not only will you have all these liver symptoms, liver burden related symptoms, which we have a whole... um, video in Blood Lab Bootcamp on the liver and what it's like when the liver's congested. And you've heard us talk about liver on a lot of recent podcast episodes. Uh, If you've been listening for a while, then if the liver's overburdened, you want to heal the liver so that it can create transferrin and bind and store iron so that you have appropriate levels and can create homeostasis with your iron. If your iron is super low, it could just be you're not absorbing it, so your liver doesn't even have any iron to bind and store. But it could also be that your your body is not storing iron well, and so then you, you don't get these... Uh, extra storage units essentially that are then going to release iron when you need it. And so maybe you're like kind of, you're like can get enough iron on a day-to-day basis, but, but if your liver is not working as, as optimally, then when you stop taking your iron supplement or whatever, you're just going to plummet again. And that is another thing that's going to go on. So that's three things thus far, uh, why iron and vitamin D are low even after taking supplements. One is nutrient malabsorption. Iron specifically is a pathogen. Another iron specific is your liver's overburdened. For something vitamin D specific, number four, you have a fat digestion absorption or assimilation problem. And this is huge. It's also very common. We do a test, um, an additional test that's not blood work related called the uh, GI map, and we actually can look at: Are you? Do you have fat that? Are you absorbing all the fat that you intake? And a lot of our clients, a lot. Gosh, I actually didn't think about this in advance. Probably thirty-three percent, like a third of our clients, <clears throat> have fat in their stool, which means that the fat that they're eating, they're not breaking down, and they're just pooping it out. Well, the problem with this is not only are they missing fat that they need, and and we benefit from like the body's preferred source of energy is fat. 
if it can break it down, which you need stomach acid for, and bile and pancreatic enzymes. Um, it's preferred source of energy is fat, but fat also is part of what keeps our cell membrane walls healthy. It's part of what uh, helps us have be able to transfer what we call fat-soluble vitamins, and vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. And so you might be doing the whole thing. You're supposed to eat vitamin D usually with a meal because then you get some fat with it uh, with the meal, or maybe you even have like a vitamin D supplement that's buried in an omega supplement, and so then, of course, fat comes with it, and that's great. But if you have a fat digestion absorption or assimilation problem, which is three different stages – digestion being breaking down the fat, absorption being like getting it into your body once it's broken it down, usually in like the gut lining, and assimilation being it's in the body, but now you have all the proper processes like carnitine to do something called a carnitine shuffle so that you can then access the fat in a way that your cells need it, then if any of those those stages are not top functioning, you're you're going to have a problem with any of your fat soluble vitamins, uh, including vitamin D. And so, <clears throat> you, there's multiple sources and reasons that any of these three stages will be disrupted. One is low bile and or pancreatic enzyme production, which we literally just talked about bile in our previous episode, um, episode seventy. And so I would encourage you guys to check that out, where we talk about um, the two reasons why or two major reasons, there is a 50% recurrence in SIBO and stomach acid and bile make a big appearance in that episode. And so, you know, low bile production is also going to be huge for vitamin D. So look, you got SIBO, maybe you've got low bile production, and now you've got low vitamin D. And it's just a, it's a big gobbledygook. It's not enough to then just take vitamin D because you can't absorb it. Um, inflammation is going to cause problems with digestion, absorption, and assimilation of fat, lymphatic system overwhelm, missing nutrients, like I already mentioned, carnitine. And so we, you want to look at all those things. And when you take blood lab boot camp, you can evaluate, do you have other signs of any of these problems? Do you have low calcium? Do you have anything else going on? Looking again at the white blood cell count and your lymphat, like your lymphocytes and neutrophils and all the little white blood cells that we look at to see, is there signs of inflammation? Is there signs of lymphatic system overwhelm? Um, you, can, you can get glimpses of that actually in the blood chemistry, which is really cool. Another vitamin D specific reason that your, that your vitamin D is still low even after taking it is your body has a calcium shell. Ooh, what's that? <laughs> and we talk about this in Blood Lab Bootcamp. I'm going to give a brief description here, but a calcium shell is basically where your body intentionally leaches calcium from your main calcium storage area, which is your bones, like your teeth and your bones. Um, it intentionally leaches your calcium <clears throat> for a variety of reasons, which we jump into in Blood Lab Bootcamp. And that calcium ends up floating around in your body and lodging itself in your soft tissue. So like your muscles and your joints, anything soft. And as well as um, that calcium will also calcify around your nerves, your nerve sheaths and, and really numb, kind of uh, lower the efficacy of those sheaths. And so calcium shells are, again, they're not a diagnosis. You're never going to hear your doctor, like at least I guess an average doctor talk about this. Um, they will probably look at you like you're crazy. Um, 
but they're a real thing. You can look at it on something called an HTMA test. So this would again be further testing. You could identify if you want to or need to look into just by looking at your blood chemistry. And having a calcium shell is associated with, listen, catch this, fibromyalgia, chronic pain, chronic stress, chronic fatigue syndrome, muscle weakness, kidney stones, arteriosclerosis, hardening hardening of the arteries, hypothyroid symptom presentation, and sensitivity to electromagnetic frequencies or EMFs. And that's like all related to a calcium shell. So the calcium shell gets out, you know, your body intentionally leaches this. This has nothing to do with the fact that like, I don't know, you're like not eating enough calcium or something. And so then your body's leaching it. It leaches it for a very, for a variety of reasons, but they're specific. Um, and you can evaluate that in yourself if you're like, oh, I've got that. And we talk about that in Blood Lab Bootcamp. Um, but what does vitamin D have to do with calcium? <clears throat> Fun fact, vitamin D is needed to absorb calcium. So your body can actually force you to lose vitamin D as a protective ne- mechanism to stop the calcium shell from growing. So this is actually a huge problem I see, especially with women over 40, because their doctors are watching their calcium levels. It's kind of low. They then say, you need to be taking calcium. Your vitamin D is also low. Take that. And they have a calcium shell and they also have pain and fibromyalgia and fatigue. And their doctor's like, well, vitamin D helps with energy and all this other stuff. And so, you know, we we want to make sure that you're still taking it. And yes, vitamin D is helpful. But if you're taking calcium and vitamin D and your body's kind of being force fed these, these supplements that it is like, I'm not ready for this. This is not good. You're actually feeding the fire and this problem of calcium, you're calcifying, you're literally having mineral deposits in your soft tissue. So that's why your muscles hurt and that's why your joints hurt. And that's why you have chronic pain and fibromyalgia is connected with all that. And kidney stones, because kidney stones can be made of a couple different substances, including calcium deposits. So you really want to be considering, do you have all these other conglomerate of problems as well as low vitamin D? And if that's the case, your body's never really going to really like open, like welcome vitamin D with open arms until the calcium shell is dealt with. And there's a specific way to do with that and deal with that. But you first want to even know, like, do I have one? What is it? How do I evaluate it? How do I even get a glimpse of it in my blood work? Um, so hint, uh, which I already said, just really, but really to hammer it, you do not want to be taking more calcium if you're losing calcium due to a calcium shell. Um, this calcium shell will, uh, cause more pain And you also do not want to be taking vitamin D if you have a calcium shell. Um, And we really get into that a lot more in Blood Lab Bootcamp. So, but that's a vitamin D specific reason that your body is not letting your vitamin D levels go up even after taking supplements. But really, the number one reason that your vitamin D and iron is low, so this is our last reason here, is that your low vitamin D and your low iron is a symptom of a problem, a symptom not a cause. So like, have you ever noticed that taking iron and vitamin D doesn't solve your bloating or fatigue or constipation or diarrhea or joint pain or muscle pain or sleep problems or skin problems or like maybe anything at all? Have you ever felt like it's easy? I mean, for doctors, it's easy to recommend someone to pop a pill with a low marker on their blood work. Maybe that's vitamin D and iron, or maybe it's your calcium or your thyroid or your B12. And they're like, I don't know, just take this pill. It has more in it. It's harder, not impossible, not even like rocket science, really. It's 
takes just takes in time and intentionality and resources to look at the deeper root cause of what's causing those low markers to be low, regardless of the quality of food or supplements that you're taking. So in my course, Blood Lab Bootcamp, I teach you how to do all of that and more. I teach you how to evaluate your markers in a nuanced uh, kind of whole picture way, looking at a 360 view of every single marker and markers in relation to each other. And I give you ideas of what your next steps would be, what testings that you can do, what, what, what things and what even people you can seek out to help you heal or just specific action steps that you can take to say like, oh, this is something I can do to start myself helping myself feel better. So we are going to be opening up Blood Lab Bootcamp on January 5th. If you are just like so jazzed, and even if you're sort of interested, still trying to feel it out, I would still encourage you join the wait list that in this course, I teach you how to and give you the resources to get your own blood labs. If you're like, I don't have anything recent, or I don't know which ones to ask my doctor for, or um, I, I don't have a doctor or my doctor is super non-compliant. I know they won't help me. We have a different solution for every single problem. One being that we give you a PDF that you can just hand to your doctor and say, here, these are what I need to have ordered. Or you can, if your doctor doesn't want to do that, you can order straight through us for a very low price to get all the blood chemistry markers you need without needing anybody to approve or anything. You just order it. Boom. Done. Just like you order, I don't know, something off of Amazon, right? And you get your blood work done uh, just at a local, any type of place that does blood work for you. And they send it in for you. It's so simple, so easy. And it is the difference in being able to move forward with power and education and influence in your own health so you can have better outcomes in your health and be able to go to the gym. Or, you know, we actually, I recently interviewed a client of mine at her three-month follow-up, and she's been able to go to her child, her grandchild's soccer games, which was a goal of hers when she first started working with us. She has had fibromyalgia for over two decades, and it keeps her, due to the pain and the fatigue and the coping she has to go through with that, keeps her from being able to go outside very much. And so she wasn't able to go to her granddaughter's soccer games. And she has been for the last, last time I talked to her, she'd gone for two different games. And so the base of all this is in Blood Lab Boot Camp, the base of what we do. And so I invite y'all come join. We have live group calls where you can get some feedback and be able to show me your analysis of your blood chemistry and say, hey, am I on the right track? Do you have anything else that you would add? Ask specific questions, be a part of a group, hear other people's questions, and just not be alone on your journey. That is worth its weight in gold. Gold. All right, guys. Well, I hope you really love this episode and loved learning a little bit more about your iron and your vitamin D and how to just stop like kind of running in place like a little hamster on a hamster wheel, how you can actually gain traction and getting your nutrient status up by getting at the root cause of what's going on and not guessing and not expecting and waiting for somebody else to give you the solution and answers. But if you're just someone who are like, I want to know myself, I want to have power myself then this is the perfect course for you. So please join the wait list. It's going to be blood or betterbellytherapies.com slash blood, or just go down into the links in the show notes and join the wait list. I would love to see you guys in that course. 
Well, if you love this episode, we have so much more coming down the line, both for the end of 2021 and into 2022. So subscribe so you never miss a beat. And if you thought of someone while you listen to this podcast, I'd encourage you, take a screenshot, text it to them. I cannot tell you how many times when I tell someone I'm a gut health therapist, they say, oh, I know someone who needs you. It's pretty much like every day. (laughs) So um, share this with someone or share it in your stories. If you don't know anyone in particular, just say, I listened to this. I found it interesting. Tag us. I would love to uh, just share that, shout that out and see who's listening. Otherwise, you can support this podcast if you want to support it and want to help others find this information as well. It's just by leaving a rating and review on our Apple iTunes. Uh, podcast. And so most of y'all listen through Apple. And if you don't, we'll leave a link in the show notes so that you can just click that and leave a little bit of rating and review. Otherwise, you can stay in the conversation and get some more goodness out of Better Belly Therapies is by following us on Instagram at Better Belly Therapies. You can leave questions in our stories, see what's going on, see additional content that we're creating um, so that you can just augment all of your research and knowledge you're trying to get on your health. And so you can have the best health of your life in 2022. Am I right? Let's do this. <laughs>